Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week we're starting to get into a bit more familiar territory for myself. I've once again finished ahead of Mr. Seamus, the man to my left. How are you? Well, first off, you didn't finish ahead of me. Mm. You scored a bit more on the game week. I'm still ahead tomato, of you. Tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you did a great game week. It's kind of annoying now you've put points back in the last few weeks. Yeah. But uh, no, I can't complain where I am again. I think that seems to be how I start off every podcast. I can't complain. Well, you can't complain, no, but you did get a red arrow this week. Yeah, a massive, a whopping 20 places. How many is that in a row? Not, not 20k, not 20,000 places. 20 places a red arrow is a red arrow yeah. how, how many is that in a row yeah. one one in a row did you get a green last week I got a green last week bastard <laughs> oh, I thought it was two I thought I could make a whole thing no. about you know I went uh, I went red green red green no green red green red uh, the last four weeks and I am 1000 places worse off than I was four weeks ago I've literally gone 14k 13k or 12k 13k 13k so the plummet is still to happen is what you're saying yeah, I'm maintaining position, but you've been rapidly ascending the uh, or descending the rankings. Um, that always throws me off the fact that it's going down. I keep I looking at charts, and I'm like, going, "Oh man, I'm doing shit." And I'm going, "What that? Oh no, wait, it's just upside down." Yeah, like, it's no. good thing that you're going down. Yeah. yeah, when I'm uh, when I'm talking about it on Twitter, I'm always like, it's "Like, oh yeah, my rank went up this week." But what I actually and everyone thinks I've had a bad week, but yeah. I mean I'm yeah. closer to one. Yeah, one so is the highest. One is the not highest. the lowest, and it's also the loneliest number I've heard. And speaking of lonely, how was your game week this week, Seamus? <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of company in my game week, I'll have you know. Mostly Wolves and West Ham players. Yeah. I scored 53 points. So, yeah, that was happy enough with that. Fabianski and Anderson, my two West Ham players, scored 15, 9 and a 6. Anderson you brought in this week? Anderson I brought in this week for Richarlison. Oh, Richie Rich. Yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of people I've seen in the... You know, community and a lot of people talk and think that's a bad move getting rid of Richardson. We'll talk about Richardson later on because I actually have some questions I want to ask you about him because mm-hmm. I'm uh, I have to still have him in my team and I'm sitting on two free transfers so I'm looking at getting rid. So I want to pick your brains later on when we're talking on the, the about the Everton match. We'll do and why you did that move. But uh, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I can I'll explain that move a bit more because I didn't really discuss it on last week's part that much. Uh, the other players that did well this week, Darty and Jimenez. Uh, him and as I got in a couple of weeks ago and has been doing really well Apart the week I brought him in he was benched but he's got uh, 9 points this week and what did he get 6 or 7 six points or seven last week. week he got a bonus he got a, he got a nice he's picking up I think he's got um, like a crazy high points per game ratio since game week 5 or something. yeah and it's nice he seems to be getting bonus points when he scores as well which is great to see and he was unlucky in that Newcastle game he smashed the bar as well Yeah. so I they got the game, me 15 the game that he didn't start for you either I think he came on and had that that was the goal line clearance that was the one it yeah. smashed the bar and oh, it that came out. yeah that's what that's I was right. just talking about yeah so yeah uh, he's been playing well so I'm very happy with him uh, those four players two West Ham two Wolves got me 30 of my uh, 53 points Sterling then was the uh, the only other person that did bits for me uh, he, he was my been, captain he must have been nervous when he didn't uh, Ooh, when yeah. he didn't start yeah I was in the uh, Sterling captain camp so if you were captaining Sterling out there you were probably and he hasn't come on when he has been benched in other games unless they're chasing yeah yeah but that's not normally the case for them. He was brought on fucking like last night in the in the cup match. He was. He was brought on and Half missed an his penalty. He did, yeah. yeah that minutes. wasn't encouraging, but um, we'll, but he came on anyway. He, he got came on and he got me a goal, which yep. uh, was really good because when he came on, I was like, well, he's got to do something now, and you knew he had the potential. But yeah. Sane already had two assists, and he knew he was getting bonus as well. And I know you have him, so mm-hmm. I was a bit sickened because mm-hmm. I want both, and I've spent the last two or three weeks talking about. How I was thinking of getting Salah out for Sane. You've been and talking to me into getting Sane. Like I think the reason I have Sane is because you were talking about him so much the last couple of weeks. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Part of my own, <laughs> part of my own demise. I hope I've talked yeah. some of these guys in here listening into getting Sane because he's killing it, and I think he's a really good option this week as well. Who was your weakest performer this week, Seamus? I think I know your answer, but I'll let you admit it out loud. I have to check. I've I have one, two, three, four. The most disappointing. Five. Though. What the most disappointing? the most disappointing mm. oh definitely Albania yeah that's yeah. Like I have five players who only got me two this week and Alonso got me one so he, he would have been the one Alonso was quite disappointing as well actually yeah but you know clean sheets come and go 
Yeah, but he <laughs> like just before he lost his clean sheet and he got a yellow like pretty yeah. much immediately after losing his clean sheet, he only went and hit the post. So you could have been if you're counting your your FPL eggs, you could have been like, oh man, that could have been like fifteen points, and then he went off and lost his clean yeah. sheet. So and that's why you don't count your FPL eggs. No, that's why you don't. That's why you stay away from uh, your your browser and your phone, and you just do not refresh those points until they have come in. But yeah, he was disappointed. Aubameyang was the disappointing one, though. Yeah, yeah. And you had Lacazette. So when Lacazette came on and got an assist, yeah. again... I think all my differentials came out to, against you this week. Before I, I, before I talk about my team, what was your uh, what was your game week rank and what did your overall rank change to in total? Just before we move on. Okay, so 53 points. Game week rank, 1.25 million. Which uh, isn't that bad. Oof. You know, it's 10 points above average. Yeah. Uh, as I said, a slight green arrow. I actually kind of wished I just got a grey arrow. Slight one red, of those elusive. Slight red arrow. Yeah, slight red arrow. So excuse me. Yeah. But uh, I wish I got one of those green grey arrows. Those elusive grey arrows I've that you very rarely see, where you know. don't change overall rank or position at all. Twenty places, very very close. They're like the unicorns of you know. FPL. I. It's probably harder to not change rank Definitely. than it is to yeah. to like win FPL <laughs> yeah yeah I'd say you're definitely up there with probability wise so anyway. my uh, my rank now is 13.984 the differentials that you had outscored them they did and I got, I'm sitting on 66 points for this week which as an overall game week rank of 172,000 ish so I climbed up the spots I'm up inside the top 35k now inside just did you, inside did you go up the spots or did you go down the rankings I went down the rankings but up the spots Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I went down the rankings, climbed all the way down, which feels so wrong in my head saying that. Yeah. To inside the top thirty five k, I'm very happy because that seems to be like to be there this early before uh, game, uh, Christmas for me. That's strange. I'm never up this high. Yeah. And I got to thank you for you know pushing me along, Seamus, yeah. and making me reach for those stars. But yeah, I got sixty six points this week. Um, made no transfers, so I didn't have to worry about that. My captain was Harry Kane, and he delivered at the very fucking last uh, gasp uh, assist I was refreshing my phone every fucking 20 seconds uh, for those during that injury time and saying please 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 uh, give me something and he did he popped up an assist uh, so that kind of put a smile on my face to round off the week but yeah I got my points came from Sané with 10 Snodgrass with 11 got my clean sheet from Wambasaka who uh, was basically on my bench instead of Bennett for the six and kind of vice versa for you you had Doherty with six yeah both of my I had ben, Wambasaka and Bennett as my first two options on the bench this week yeah. so that was kind of annoying that the likes of Alonso Fraser who I put in there obviously I'm going to put Fraser in there he had a nice fixture Mitrovic had a fixture you thought maybe he could get a goal against West Ham um, neither of those scored I knew Wambasaka could potentially get a clean sheet was that who were they against Leicester Leicester yeah at home yeah and I was like you know what that was a good good fixture but I was like I can't he's he's my 4.1 4.2 million defender I gotta play Fraser I gotta play Mitrovic yeah and I think you gotta stick a trade to back as well and yeah I get that. well I'm not dropping him for I'm not dropping Robertson or Alonso for him. no no <laughs> or Doherty really not with the attack no 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 but no I mean other than that Fabianski as you already mentioned that was my nine points um mm-hmm. Jimenez with nine and then another bit of luck with Lacazette climbing off the bench to get me that assist yeah so all the guys all my differentials mm. uh, sorry a lot of the players that did well for you did well for me as well like as you said Fabianski and Jimenez um, my differential Doherty was kind of wiped out by Juan Basaka, who I also have but I didn't play as I mentioned then your differentials you so you have an Arsenal striker and I have an Arsenal striker your yep. Arsenal striker came out he did okay you got you, four points. Yeah, and I my Aubameyang got two. Uh, you have Snodgrass and I have Anderson, so that's one of my premium kind of players there where I paid a bit more for the extra points. Mm-hmm. But Snodgrass got the extra points this week, so he got a few extra there. Just like Aubameyang. And uh, yeah, I had Sterling, who's the premium one of the Sané Sterling. All the budget options. picks came in this week. And they all came in yeah. for you. So uh, yeah, very annoyed at that, but only in terms of our rivalry. Yeah. If you are somebody who's out there who's sitting on Anderson and Snodgrass or Sané and Sterling you're probably delighted yeah yeah. you know so, so. There's, there was points there that week but mostly what I could see like the average was 43 so that's quite a low scoring game week it was Um, so I'm still you know a good bit 10 points above that significantly above that so I'll take that but it was disappointing that I think I only got uh, 7 points from 4 players on Sunday mm. Um, so I was on 46 with 4 to go on Sunday I was like I should definitely get past 60 
So that was disappointing that not one of those guys came in. I wasn't I wasn't too far away from you. I mean, I had Liverpool defender Salah, Alonso, and Lacazette, and you pretty much had the same with Aubameyang in, yeah. and Robertson instead. But yeah, we're in good positions though. So you're you're just inside the top thirty five k. I'm just inside the top fourteen k. There's twenty six points between I'm us so points. happy that we started this podcast this year not previous <laughs> years <laughs> in previous years both of us would be yeah. about 150,000 or something like that we usually it usually takes us a while to break the top 100,000 and then have a strong second half of the season so if we could both have a strong second half of the season this year we could you know yeah well you know if man had balls and all that stuff Yeah, I uh, mean like the way I look at this is like this could go disastrously we just start plummeting down which would be fine because it'll give us something to talk about it'll be uh Something slightly different because every week I feel like we're going. Oh yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy. It was grand. It was tipping out, tipping away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very rarely does one of us have a disastrous yeah. week or whatever that is, the case might be. Sure, that's enough time talking about our our teams. It okay. is. Yeah. And the big uh, the big news coming out into this game week is probably Mourinho's uh, sacking from Man United. Yeah. Big news for both us, for both Man United fans, and uh, yeah, no, that was. Uh, that's going to send uh, some shockwaves through the FPL as well. And uh, we're not going to focus too much on the Mourinho si- uh, situation and stuff uh, in general from a football perspective. But we're going to look at it through the prism of FPL. And uh, with that in mind, does this kind of change Man United for you, Seamus, as an option going forward? I mean, when you look at their next next couple of fixtures, they have Cardiff away, Huddersfield at home... Bournemouth and Newcastle four really nice fixtures especially if a team was to suddenly hit form uh, we can talk about Solskjaer being announced as the interim manager to the end of the season that's been confirmed so yeah how do United stand in your mind now James? it definitely does change their prospects I've been saying for many a week um, many a week on this podcast and just on Twitter in general that I would just stay away from Manchester United assets, even as a United fan. Too unpredictable. I didn't go for Martial when he was um, in a fine vein of form, even though I wanted to. Yeah. But uh, that was for other reasons. That was because I wasn't ready to jump off for Charleston and he was the only real replacement for him. And that kind of seemed to work out okay. But now that he's gone, Mourinho, yeah. and his, frankly, negative football and chopping and changing and I wasn't convinced he knew his best starting 11 so I couldn't feel comfortable that and Man United asked that I was putting money in which a lot of these guys aren't cheap no they're Pogba and stuff, stuff like that yeah. you're paying 8-9 million for some of these guys mm-hmm. couldn't be confident they'd start but now the likes of Martial and Rashford and even Pogba come straight back in as really good options I'm not moving this week purely because I want to see one game with Solskjaer He's a striker, so you got to yeah. imagine he's going to favour attacking football. He does prefer the 4 3 3 as well, from what I've been reading. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, Rashford is probably the one I'm most interested in in United over the next few weeks. So, I think I, I might, I may jump on in game week 19. Uh, I might move my third striker slot possibly to Rashford. Uh, it's consideration when they're playing Huddersfield at home or Bournemouth at home at Old Trafford. No, I get you. And I think I'd be in a similar mind frame as yourself. I. I've been more, you know, susceptible to United this season. I've been a little less uh, kind of wary of him. I've had Shaw in at the start of the season. I got some points out of him, mm-hmm. and then he picked up that knock. So that was a bit of an easy decision. Uh, but yeah, while I had him, he was grand. I had Martial. Uh, he got me a couple of returns there in a couple of weeks. Uh, they also kind of fizzled out by the time he got picked up a bit of a knock. But in general, I'd be the same. I need to see how United settle in under the in the post Mourinho era how this uh, affects their style of play and what their formation is going to be. You need to look at it. They're, they have options all over the place. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a tough one. Uh, you mentioned some players there. You mentioned Martial, but you also mentioned Shaw. So yeah. I definitely think that Man United's defense could be someone to come and look at over these nice four fixtures because I believe Shaw is down to 4.9. Lindelof is something like 4.8. Yeah. You know. These guys could improve, but yeah, we've got to see who the starting eleven is. Because I mean, Ashley Young could keep shot yeah. out of that spot. You know, you know who they're going to put into. It's a hold for now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see. You got to think whoever he starts in game week 18. There's a good chance that's his preferred lineup. Yeah. And they may go for the same again in game week 19. But you know, that's uh, that's to be assessed. And uh, I've got like, it's brilliant for me. Uh, I don't want to be mentioning this in every podcast well, I'm sitting on my wild card yeah yeah you can mention so it I can you have it especially because so, it's yeah. so fucking rare that a manager still has it yeah and if you are if you do have a wild card out there and you're listening to this podcast right now just be aware you have to have this used before the game week 
21 deadline yeah um it like because i thought it had to be done by the 31st of december no 29th of december uh, i believe like 2 p.m is the deadline so um, if you don't have it used by then you lose it so yeah i had to check that out to be uh be aware of that but you're saying for people who still have their wild card you would be looking at man united a bit more closely i'm wrong sorry game week 20 deadline not 21 oh fuck so yeah well make sure you check that i just had to check the rules um you need to use the ship for game week 20 deadline which is 29th of december 2 p.m so you had the date and time right yeah uh, game, week, time, 20, but it's game week 20 and you don't have much plans to use it this week you were saying no so i mean like I've, i'm not going to use it this week so that means i have to use it in game week 19 or 20 which is why the united assets uh look appealing to me so i have mitrovic and he's got like a pretty good fixture this week at home to newcastle um, and then he's got two nice ones but he's had nice fixtures for a long time and not delivered and they looked really poor against West Ham this weekend so um, I, I don't feel confident I think I just got to get off this Mitrovic train and I think it could be a good sideways move to um, someone like Rashford this, oh yeah well you, you could be bang on the money there but uh, United's opponents this week and Mourinho's last uh, opposition was Liverpool and they beat uh, United 3-1 mm-hmm. not massively shocking I think the most Controversial uh, talking point out of that game seemed to be the Salah non-assist. Do you have any thoughts on that, James? Did you look into that at all? Uh, basically, if it's come off Salah, if it's touched Salah, it's an assist as far as the rules. And from go. where? Yeah, and from but it looks. Did it you watch it? Did you see the goal? Uh, yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it in the pub. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't see a touch from Salah. It was hard to tell, and obviously, you only saw maybe one, two replays. Um, I didn't think it was uh, his touch so it looks like Firmino passed it into him and uh, whoever the defender was that was marking him Matic I think it might have been so as far as uh, you're concerned you're up fine as an FBL manager you didn't uh, no it was fine I mean okay. Salah's well owned anyway you have him I have him yeah, a lot of people have him. I would have liked the assist uh, when I saw he was awarded the assist I was like oh yeah. brilliant they've seen a touch and then when it was taken off him I found it strange so you either see the touch or you don't. So I can't see how you'd see the touch, give the assist, and take it off him. Well, but there was a lot of people giving out about it. That's why I brought it up. There was a lot of people. And I didn't actually watch the match I was working, so I didn't see any of it. And I didn't care to go back and fucking revisit it again. But I wanted to get your opinion on it, because I did see a lot of people bitching about it online. Um, but if it's if you're not if you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. That's what yeah, I and yet, let's talk FPL. I think surmise it pretty, pretty well. And um, as from the scouts and him where they were having a debate over it as from the scout said it wasn't and he said it was and uh, I would side with Andy on that and it brings me back to um, remember that goal that James but Madison you just got said a, you didn't think it was an assist if he touches it but a lot of people were saying whether he touches it or not it doesn't matter if he touches it uh, but it's not intentional this is what a lot of well, people no, were no that's about. bullshit in the, that's what a real assist is <laughs> or not even but like in an FBI wise yeah. I've seen assists given for Balls tipping off someone's exactly. Toes. Remember Madison's assist for I don't know who it was. It was Iannaccio when Iannaccio like robbed the ball. Off. It was against Liverpool, oddly enough. It was. It was when Allison made his mistake. Yeah. Gray played it across. Madison got, from what I could see, got nothing on the ball, and he still got the assist. Yeah. So he obviously grazed his lace, but it didn't even change the direction or spin of the ball. So that's how I would bring it back down. If you can remember that goal, if Salah touches it, it falls into the exact same category, and uh, I just don't think he did touch it. And I didn't go back and analysing it, so you know, if Fair they enough. say he didn't touch it, he didn't touch it. Fair enough. There wasn't a whole lot more to talk about uh, out of that game. Firmino did pick up that assist and Shakiri, 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 but he didn't start, and I don't think the landscape has changed too much for Shakiri. I mean, you can see that Klopp wants to play him, uh, and he's you know, I mean, against United, he's obviously kind of taking a bit more of a conservative yeah. approach, and he's resting his uh, attacking player for you know in favour of someone a bit more holding but he did pick up two and I think over the Christmas period when you look at Liverpool's fixtures especially the next two Wolves Newca- uh, Newcastle they're uh, they're not too bad next two are good yeah. uh, but then you've got Arsenal Man City which I don't see him starting in these ones as I said he seems to kind of have a kind of more more problematic approach in those games possibly yeah no definitely it makes but sense. I think these two games he could be a good option uh, I think if you hold you're happy with him you're probably delighted after yeah, this week I talked to one of the lads actually and he uh, had him uh, and I was kind of just some fucking randomer uh, <laughs> and uh, just, I think he, I heard him mentioning Shakiri and you know the name kind of rings a bell I was going like oh did you have him in the FL this week and he said I did and I was like you fucking poxy cunt didn't even know that <laughs> but uh, that was a little bit sick because I kind of mentioned him a couple of podcasts ago and I was going he's not a terrible option for no. 7 mil but I just think there's a lot of them out there and he's got more he's more established in the team now I think he's got some like 4 or 5 4 starts in the last 5 or something like that 
and he gets goals. He's a decent option, but like you just said, there's too many people in a similar price who um, I like more. So Felipe Anderson, Richarlison now when his uh, fixtures uh, clear up and get better in game week 19. Yeah, well, I think like look, we can switch across to the other side, the Mersey side, and talk about everything now because I think that about covers the Liverpool ninety nine game. Uh, w- all we would advise is that game week eighteen and nineteen coming up, Liverpool have two lovely fixtures. So if you, for most managers out there that will have Liverpool assets, you don't have to think too much about them for the next couple of weeks. But uh, going across to the Everton match and yeah, nothing uh massively shocking. City beat them three one. I think uh, that was kind of the scoreline everyone was, you know, in and around expecting in their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest talking point coming out of that is, I think, re- like from the Everton perspective, is Richarlison. And that we mentioned it a while ago. You got rid of him this week. What's your thinking? Because, I mean, that's one of his tough games out of the way. He does have Tottenham next. Mm. But then after that, man, he's got a really nice run of fixtures. Yeah, well, it was quite simple, okay? I've had him since game week one. Mm. Um, he's got nine goals, I think. This season, yeah, and maybe two assists. Or he's got nine goals or something like that. I looked at it earlier. He's done very well for me, and he's classified as a midfielder, so he gets the extra points for the goals. He's played. Has he been rested yet? I think he's played every game. The only Pretty games much. he's missed are the games through suspension. Yeah. I just wanted to get involved in uh, Felipe Anderson, Fair. and Felipe Anderson was going up in price, and I did not like Everton's next two fixtures so their two fixtures were Man City and now Spurs this week they're yeah. at home to Spurs so they could, he could definitely do something against uh, Spurs here however I just think if you look at their games over Christmas they do not have a massive gap between their games like some days they only have two two days yeah or three yeah we got the scratching over, dog, dog 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 scratching over there. Yeah. stop scratching uh, so They've got two games, three games. So I just think by the time you know the night game week nineteen and twenty comes along, yeah, they could be a bit. He could be a bit fatigued or tired, possibly. I don't know, but he could be just fine and he could be banging in goals here. Uh, I will probably go back to him. I definitely think I could go back to him. I just who, think if you remember, who would you think again rid of in your team for him? Well, I'll be wild carding as you can remember. Oh, so yeah. that's what I mean. I kind of knew I could jump off for two yeah. weeks, and I, I, if I like, I'll probably wild card in nineteen. If not, I have to wild card in yeah. twenty. Fair enough. So if he, if if he does like. For example, if I don't go back on him in game week 19, which is the Stevens Day game. Yeah. So if I don't go back on him there, and then I decide to go back on for the Brighton away game, mm-hmm. which isn't uh, that easy a game in game week 20. But just say I go back on for him in game week 20, um, you know, I always have that option. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and I've lost 0.3 in value, I think. But well, he's 7.1, you got him at 6.5. But Anderson's yeah. gone up more than 0.2 since, 0.2 since I've had him. So. Really? Yeah. Already? We had him a fucking week. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose everyone was looking at him. No, no, th- uh, the reason I'm so intrigued about Richardson is because I do have two free transfers this week. And right now, as it stands, I can downgrade Lacazette to Danny Ings and I can upgrade Richardson to Hazard. And that's been, I've been mulling that over in my head all day. Um, but when I look at everything's fixtures and I go, like, after this week, after this tough match against Spurs, Burnley, Brighton, Leicester and Bournemouth like, I can see Richardson getting goals in that and uh, you mentioned there your wildcard so it makes sense that you could get rid of him but I'm, I'm second guessing myself well I'll be honest I like that move mm. I am kind of I've seen a lot of people talking on you know different uh, forums and different podcasts and stuff like that and a lot of people are saying that Richarlison is a keeper and, you know you gotta keep Richarlison I and mean, he's not going anywhere on my team Yeah, I find that kind of a bit strange do we think he's going to... Are we going to keep him all season? Is that, Was one of my slots going to be... This is what I thought of. Is well, that going based, to be Richarlison all season? If based on the yeah. form he's given you all season, if you take out the t- three games you missed from suspension, which you decided to hold on to him for, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, yeah, I don't know if you did, there's much to complain about. Maybe. That's just, why I'm looking at him. I'm not sure I see him with 18 legals at the end of the season. Well, fair enough. Fair Closer enough. to 15, maybe. And I, I just see his uh, returns regressing a small bit. We remember what he did at Watford. He no. looked really good in some games, and then he went the long spells where he wasn't scoring. Yeah, but so. that was uh, after he like Silva had left, and you know he's been yeah, dreaming. I could be overanalyzing it, and maybe he's just going to keep it up. Mm. Um, mm. I wasn't feeling covered. I felt you know, it's a game. Yeah. We're playing a game. I want to take some risks. That was one of the risks I'm taking, and I can. I said it's it's a calculator risk because I have the wild card to fix it if it goes wrong. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's so I do like that move though for Hazard. I'll, I'll endorse that for you because that would mean then you have Sane. Hazard and Salah and Salah yeah 
That's crazy. That's a really strong midfield. And Kane in the yeah. front as well. And Kane up front. That's a, that's a really strong midfield. And I think I would rather Hazard than Richarlison. See, and that's the thing. Yeah, that's the I'll thing. be honest. Do I reveal, be honest yeah. reveal kind of some of my thoughts from my own transfer this week. And I'm thinking Hazard as well myself this week. Yeah. But the only... Um, the only thoughts you have left on Hazard are... Yeah, the only thoughts about Hazard would be that... Or the only, the only thing to get him in, to facilitate Hazard, I would probably have to get rid of Salah. Yeah, see, that's the big, the big fucking decision, you know. Yeah. And with your white card and toe, that yeah. is one you're gonna have to think long and hard about. I would rather. I'm kind of thinking about it because I really think that thing with Hazard. You know me. I've said I'm not gonna go for him. I'm gonna lay off him. And I think I've laid off him enough now to have proven my point. <laughs> I could jump on him because the thing with him is he's a troll, as we know, and he has been picking up assists here and there. Uh, but he's really lost a lot of owners. Last week was last weekend was the first week he really got a double digit haul. Yeah. For a few weeks. Um so I think this is him kind of coming back into form. And we know when he goes like this, he'll go on a spell of two or three games where he'll be unplayable. Yeah. And I think if I if I wait a week or two weeks, I'll miss it. If I move now, I think I'll grab some points and then I can get off. Yeah. And I think I just prefer Chelsea at home to Leicester. I prefer Chelsea's next five games than Salas basically the the only game that really really interests me for Salah are the two this week um, that would be Wolves away and Newcastle at home and mainly even then Wolves away isn't going to be easy Wolves put it up to the big teams so I think Newcastle at home is the only big one which he could potentially be rested for so I'm thinking I might just get rid of Salah for Hazard but then I you know I go back on my word if you've been listening to this podcast for like since the start of the season I've uh, bitched and moaned about Salah or Hazard yeah, and anti, it's you know, anti-hazard very anti-hazard so um, now I feel it going against my word a bit but <laughs> that the fear of missing out on some Salah halls is I don't know I think it's time to be brave I think I might do it do it do it Chance. do yeah. it you so that's why I endorse you know Richarlison <laughs> to Hazard and Ings isn't a bad choice for the next two weeks anyway yeah no I mean the way I'd be looking at it is that yeah Ings has a horrible he, you know, he's more like my third striker. I could also drop down to Kamara. You know, like they have a nice run of fixtures. I think he's going to get a bit of game time under Ranieri. But I think with Ings, I feel a lot more comfortable with him playing against anyone. I just think he's an all-around kind of striker, and for that price, I'm not going to think too much about it. But a lot of this depends on how Arsenal's line up against uh, Spurs and yeah. the. Let me give you a move for you. Okay, you've got two. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be trying to help you out with your team but I think that's the whole purpose shoot you down. it's the whole purpose okay yeah you may not like this it's a bit sideways um, you could just go Salah to Hazard this week yeah and then go Hazard to Salah next week for the Newcastle game yeah but you see I just don't like that shit no mm. yeah I'm just I've saying ta- it's an I've thought about that I just don't want to like part of me is thinking I'm going to maybe try just do the whole season with Salah and then if I end up fucking up, I can just blame the fact that I didn't get rid of Salah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing and worth mentioning as well because you're talking about swapping him. That's one of the biggest positives of him not being absolutely nailed, like nailed on essential this year, is that his price hasn't changed. Yeah, too much. he dropped down to twelve point eight at one stage. He's back up to thirteen now. He's up to thirteen point one. Is he thirteen point yeah, one? I think this might be the first time he's risen above thirteen this season, possibly. So yeah, well we'll see if that stays up, but I can imagine. Especially if he doesn't do much against Wolves and Hazard gets a shit ton of points. And the fact that City Assets, who we'll go back to in a second, but they've just kept delivering uh, you know, all season. It's like, oh, Salah, that question is going to, I think it's going to hang over our heads for as long as uh, Liverpool are on top of the league at the very least. Anyway, yeah. and going back to City, not in too shocking this week. Um, Sterling was rested. That was, was shocking. He was, yeah, it was definitely against, I didn't expect it. I, I thought he would play, especially considering he was rested, I think, in the match beforehand hmm. but on saying that with the whole Christmas period coming up and they had the you know the Carling Cup match midweek as well eh I, I, like, I'm not going to be too shocked with anyone being rested yeah, but worth noting that Sana didn't play in the EFL Cup didn't even no. make the squad no. so he'll be nice and nice and did you hear what um, did you hear what uh, Pep said about Sane no I didn't tell me so in their last Champions League game mm-hmm. uh, of the group stages, he played both. It was kind of a surprise. He played both Serling and Sané, yeah. which was a bit of a shock. No one was expecting because it was a bit of a dead rubber. Yeah. They topped the group anyway. Um, Sané scored two goals in that game. Played unbelievable. That, yeah. And Pep said um, his performance was so good in that game that he deserved the opportunity to play at the weekend. 
Yeah, I so did hear that. He's yeah. rewarding his good performances. <laughs> I would have thought he would have said, "Okay, I really need to play this preserve guy and you. preserve him." But yeah. yeah, no, he's he he deserved to play, and that meant uh, and Maris was due a start, so that meant Sterling bench. Yeah. That was disappointing. It was, uh, especially for all the people that captained him, like yourself. But look, you know, no harm, no foul. That's Sterling surely, came on, came on and got a goal. That means surely, surely, that means that Sterling is is nailed to start against Crystal Palace. But then again, also as you mentioned, as Sani was arrested in the cup, that Sani should be nailed to start. Yeah, so and Mar- Sani probably will be nailed to start. I would say. Again. I think they're both nailed to start this week. I think Maris is on the bench, but. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Pep has not respected us FPL managers in the past, so I wouldn't be surprised if he threw a spanner yeah. in the works again. Fair enough. And as someone who hasn't had Sterling all season, I'd be happy, more than happy to see him rested. But uh, other than that, City losing a clean sheet again. Um, there's been no success uh, since Mendy's been injured. No, no, clean no, sheets no, no. wise, they might have picked up one. I'm sure they did. Not defensively, not at all. They a lot of people moved to Laporte. Yeah, a lot of people went moved to Laporte who has been rested in one of those games since Mendy's been le- left. Other people decided they were going to you know get Ederson in as their city cover and go kind of set and forget. This guy to my left, yeah. You didn't do it. No, so. no, I'm saying this guy, I was uh, lined up, I said some people yeah. went to Doherty, like this guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, some people did go to Doherty. Another, it worked another out. return this week. Yeah, he got his clean sheet. And Digne, who uh, a lot of people uh, went to, or Dean, Dean, Dean. yeah. Uh, he got an assist against Man City. I know, I did the cunt after getting <laughs> his last minute goal last week. So now everyone's talking about if you drop Alonso to Dean, uh, the amount of money you'd save there, and it's not a terrible fucking uh, fixtures. Look, Chelsea's fixtures are that's unbelievable. The team. Leicester, Watford, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle, all in the next couple, and I think it just gets like after that it gets better as well. There's still a couple of really nice fixtures. No, uh, Chelsea are by far the top of the fixtures list for me in terms of teams with the nicest set of fixtures and uh, the fact that they've been pretty consistently decent all season yeah you know? definitely um, to a lesser extent um, Man City the only thing with Man City is they have that game week 21 game with uh, Liverpool but over the next five yeah Chelsea have the, the best uh, run of fixtures certainly yeah and they started <laughs> that's why I'm looking at the Hazard option. yeah no it makes total sense and Hazard Going on to the Chelsea Brighton match, Hazard got a goal and assist this week and uh, a shit ton of bonus points. So he came out of that with thirteen points. It probably the biggest you know scoring player this week that neither of us have. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of the um, the premium players and targets didn't do much this week apart from uh, Sterling and Sané, and even yeah. Sterling only got six. Yeah, he only got six. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, uh, Salah blanked Kane. Got well, he got an assist, but not that's yeah, not a whole no lot. massive hauls. Actually, week. I think Hazard definitely go back, go back to that Kane one. Um, you were saying you were refreshing that page. Well, I was listening on the radio, just constantly, just you know, with a tightness in the car, in my not in my chest, in my sphincter. Oh. <laughs> uh, I had a tightness just waiting, waiting, waiting for him to just lash in a goal. And then I heard they scored, and I was like, I heard it wasn't him, so there was there was a release of uh, yeah. tension. And then I heard he got the assist, and I was like. Okay, it's something. But it's five points isn't a whole lot, but it would have been really nice if he went. This is he was that close to trolling players. That's what happened to me in game week eight when I got him in for the minus points. That's why I wanted to avoid him in this run. Yeah, well he did get his results and Spurs did pick up a much needed three points against Burnley. They might have made hard work of it though. Uh but Ericsson was rested for that game and he came on to score the winner. Yeah. Ericsson is really vital to how Kane performs. That's what you take from that. Um, without Ericsson in the team Kane just seems to try and drop deeper to get the ball and link up play and especially when Mora's in the team when Mora's in the team Mora kind of plays as a centre forward he plays mm. ahead of Kane he has a, a higher average position on the on the pitch if you look at the heat maps and average position maps uh, and I think that really hurts him and Lucas Mora will get some more game time over Christmas so I don't know how that impacts Kane yeah no no uh, well other people didn't get a whole lot of game time this week in the Spurs match was uh, Son Sun didn't start either. Yeah. He, uh, sun didn't shine. He, sun did not shine, uh, at least not until the 80 odd minute or whatever he came on. I, I'm not sure when he came on, but he did come on and get his owners at one point. Mm, yeah. A lot of people brought him in this week. Yeah, but he's had his rest now, so you got to think uh, he's. Um, but you mentioned it last week, Seamus. Like he's off to the Asian Games in a few fucking weeks. You know? Yeah, but I think they'll flog him. I think they'll flog him now for the next couple of weeks. They'll just give him, throw him in there. <laughs> you mean Spurs will flog Sun? 
Yeah, I'd flag him as him just play him every game until his legs run off, you know, and then just say, okay, after the Asian Games for a nice rest with you now. So they they don't care that he's going to be tired at the Asian Games. They want him for their games right now. So are you still considering him as part of yours? You know, if you're too late for me now. It's too late because unless I get him in this week, um, I'm not going to get him in for two weeks and then move him out. So who are you looking at covering Spurs with then? Um, I'm not. Kind of. I'm not. I mean, as I said for this for this week. Yeah, I think I've just left it too long right now. Um, there's so many options. I'll tell you what I'm think. What I think is the best way forward. What I'm thinking right now, um, heavy on midfields. I think you know you need to invest all your money where possible into the midfields. I'm actually thinking of. I, I see. I'm just going to hold up on me. I bought him in for a series of games. They're halfway through it. He hasn't delivered points that I think thought he would. But uh, I'm going to stick with him another couple of weeks and then hopefully pick up the points. I think this week's home game against Burnley is where I'm really hoping he'll he'll score big but yeah. and game uh, week 19 he is a way to brighten yeah the Burnley home game especially I think that's going to be a different kind of game to uh, Burnley against Spurs where Burnley sat back and um, they wouldn't they just sat deep and they just invited Spurs on them and I think without Ericsson to unlock that door I think it will be uh, be pretty hard but I think Arsenal will overrun them I think Arsenal will, will find a way through and um, yeah I, I think that could be you now if he blanks again there it's going to be really, really hard to. Um, if you blanks in there, it's going to be really hard to back him. And yeah, I might look at downgrading to like three, you know, six or seven million strikers and put all my money mid- midfield. Hazard, double city midfield, Felipe Anderson, so and maybe some like Richarlison. So what you're talking about here is the so called five man midfield. Yeah. The Power Ranger five, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Power Ranger five. <laughs> but if I do that. All the other options that interest me are double city midfields, yeah. Hazard, mm-hmm. maybe Salah, um, I, you know, and that doesn't really leave room for for uh, Spurs midfielder. Son is the cheapest of them, but he's going off to the Asian Games. I got to go up to eight point nine for Ali or nine point four for Ericsson Then, you know, I think for nine point four, I'd nearly rather have De Bruyne. You know, yeah, which uh, he did uh, play some minutes in the uh, the EFL Cup there during the week and. I don't think he'll be starting this weekend, but he's going to be pushing for starts pretty soon. He will, he will. But David Silva's out injured. I'm not sure when he's due back. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'll hold off on there. I saw some people say, talking about taking hits for him, for him this week because he scored me week. He scored a lovely goal in the cup. Yeah, yeah whatever. But it's too soon. <laughs> yeah. it's too soon. If you're thinking about getting him, I would encourage patience and just say, look, wait until he'll certainly won't. Start, he'll certainly only start one of the next three games. Yeah. You know, I don't think he'll start this week. He may start game with 19. I think if he does, he'll be resting game with 20. Fair enough. Um, but, but, but he'll get minutes. He will. And going back to the Arsenal match, and you were talking about Aubameyang, he didn't do anything this week. Uh, I think the man who stole the headlines for in that match was uh, for playing for Southampton, uh, Mr. Ings. Danny Ings. Mr. Yeah. Daniel Ings. Got, uh, got himself a nice few fucking points and reminded people of why they might have been considering him at the start of the season. Yeah, and I had him at the start of the season, and he, he did. did. He did points for me. He got me some points, and I look back over. I think over the run of four games or three or four games, I had him. He averaged about twelve five points a game, yeah. just under five points a game. So that's what you want for somebody at that point at uh, that price. What is he? Five point four. He's five point four. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Uh, what it is. I definitely think his next two fixtures look good. Then they're a bit tough after that. They have two tough ones after that. Yeah. They have two in a row. I but mean, if you can bench him, yeah, that's the point. I mean, if you've got a five point four million striker. I don't think you should be too worried. You shouldn't be too worried about having to put him on the bench. I think he's already scored against some of the big teams this year. Do you know? Maybe. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't be too put off by the City-Chelsea sandwich just because for the price that he is, you shouldn't be expecting too much from him. Are you trying to tell, convince me or the listeners or are you trying to convince yourself? I think I'm trying to do a bit of both. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm thinking out loud and talking about what I'm thinking. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm considering him, but yeah, you've made me think about it long. Uh, you know, kind of a bit too much now. And, yeah, I see. Uh, there's good options there. I think I I think that's a pretty good option. But um, yeah, it depends how much you want Hazard in your team. I think it comes down to that. It does. And moving on to the other, you know, players in that match, we've talked about Lacazette getting his assist. I think it's also worth noting that Monreal came back from a bit of an injury and picked up an assist and take took Kalasinac's place from him. Yeah. Uh, well, Kalasinac was injured. He had a tightness in his tie or something like that and that was not reported so he had got a lot of transfers in this week mm-hmm. and a lot of poxy gits got one bissaka off the bench but not me 
because you. you just stayed on my bench so that was kind of annoying I think that's where my uh, my game week rank kind of dropped quite a bit because there were players like that uh, who did not play um, surprisingly and any then other notable absentees this week Wilson came on didn't he he did Wilson did play some minutes this week which will be which will be worth noting because he was on fucking fire before he picked up those knocks yeah the one uh and I still have Fraser in my team. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've got to try to think what I want to do with him. And I think that the most obvious move for me is to go sideways to Snodgrass, regardless of the fact that you have him. I think he's just prices, just too well priced. It's funny because I saw you uh, on Twitter talking about, you know, comparing Snodgrass to Barkley, or at least the tra- the bandwagon that's coming up. I had that discussion with somebody. Somebody was mentioning uh, somebody. Oh, I can't remember who. who Doesn't was matter, about but it. surely they're not compar- comparable. I mean, Snodgrass. Uh, yeah, they were saying, uh, there was somebody saying they think uh, that Snodgrass is just going to be another Barkley bandwagon. And I made the argument that I think they're completely different assets. Oh, so um, you agree? Oh, yeah, no, I was, uh, I mean, you have him. Um, and I've been thinking, you know, even before you got him around that time, I was like, he could be a good option. Uh, then as soon as you got him in, he got a goal. I was like, damn, and he scored again. And it's only, all it's doing is further reinforcing that I think he's a really good option. Now, I think he's a good option for his assist potential, not his goals potential. So there's, a, pieces, there's yeah. a bit of luck involved. In fact, he scored two crackers in the last two in weeks two that I don't weeks, think that's yeah, reta- yeah. Uh, uh, what's a sustainable. But he's taken all these dangerous set pieces. He's getting a lot of involvement. Um, they're on a fantastic little run. Their confidence is up. Uh, and I I can see him like getting two assists this week, but not a goal. That's you know. So I think for his price, he's a perfect sideways move for Ryan Fraser. Um, while they still have the good fixtures, and I just don't think Bur- which, by the way, are fucking forever lo- lasting from what I can see in the fixtures list. West Ham have some really nice fixtures going all the way into next year, like yeah. March or something like that. The only thing that would put me off them is tripling up. You know, because I have Fabianski, I have Anderson now, but Anderson and Snodgrass. Um, if you've had them the last two or three weeks, you are cleaning up the You're points. Happy, but yeah. I would say also, um, what's his face? Chicharito, Chicharito, yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, he's uh, he is um one spicy little player. So um yeah, he would uh he would be somebody I would think is a good option as well. So if you don't want to go for Snodgrass and you have Fabianski, you know, I have two. I can only get one in. You know, I might hold off on Snodgrass if I want to go for Hernandez. That makes sense to me. That makes absolute yeah. sense to me. Well, we were talking about Arsenal, yeah, and Monreal's back. Their defence at the moment is held together by sticky tape and chewing gum. They're just like the most thrown-together centre-back pairing. They had Xhaka playing centre-half, I think, the other day. Koscielny <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, came back from injury. I think Licksteiner was playing centre-back as well. Licksteiner's a full-back. <sighs> Do you know what, Seamus? They had their full fucking defence out there at the start of the season. It didn't make any difference. So yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think Emery is happy to be playing such attack and football. Uh, and they have been playing decent attacking football. Like you know, they think they've been scoring all season. That loss, that loss was their first loss in twenty. They'd won nine. They really? they were undefeated in nineteen in all competitions. Yeah, well, that's a serious run. Yeah, exactly. So it's not shocking. Um, I want to see it bounce back against Burnley. I want to. I'm more interested to see how they play in the in the EFL Cup this week. To be that's on tonight. That's on tonight. So I'm actually going like, who are they going to line up against? because uh, you know it's against Spurs how are the both teams going to line up because if it. Son plays 90 minutes tonight we'll see how happy you are to, yeah. to have him flogged uh, but well I don't have him anyway I'm going to check the lineups right now just to see who's in this lineup sure. this, uh, we're recording this this match is yet to start but it'll be starting in the next like 20 minutes or something. no no it starts actually it starts in 5 minutes either um, way while you're looking at oh it, no Aubameyang is starting Aubameyang has started where's Lacazette Seamus Oh, I don't know, but Aubameyang is starting. No Lacazette. No Lacazette. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah, That's exactly what I wanted to see. Now we've, I've completely fucking thrown... Now maybe I will do the Salah move. Because <laughs> yeah. that was my thing. It's like If I feel like Lacazette's going to definitely start at the weekend against Burnley, I'm not going to get rid of him. For what it's worth, apart from uh, Kane, who actually has that head cold we are talking about earlier, yeah. uh, Spurs have put their, their best 11 in pretty much. Mm. Um they've put out Ericsson, Mora, Ali and Son yep. uh, and their back four is pretty much their back four they've rotated their keeper um, why are we recording a fucking podcast not watching this match um, <laughs> I don't know I don't know we'll stick it on afterwards yeah. so that's uh, that's that one that's, that's, that's gonna yeah that's gonna have repercussions man I mean they're playing in fucking three days time yeah mm-hmm. and for what it's looking like um, good news with the Chelsea game is that uh, Alonso seems to be dropped Rested, uh, rested, rested. Yeah, yeah, they've rotated in there, and they've got, and so has Hazard. So thankfully, yeah, if you're looking at getting him in, Callum Wilson is starting for Bournemouth. So that's the thing. I think we can pretty much take that that Wilson is Wilson has come back from his knock. Now, whether or not he regains the form he had before that, 
I don't know. But Bournemouth certainly needs someone to fucking start banging in goals because they lost 2-0 to Wolves this week. And yeah. we've mentioned Jimenez already. He's fucking delivering some serious uh, returns for his price. Uh, and Wolves will be delighted with a 2-0 win and a clean sheet. I know any of us with Bennett and Doherty, they'll all be pretty happy. But concern for Bournemouth fans and uh, FBL assets alike. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to maintain what I said. You yeah, know, you're getting off Fraser. Get off... Get off uh, I think it's time to get off Fraser. I think take the money and reinvest it. I still think he'll pop up with, you know, goals and assists over the next 10, 12 weeks. But I can't see more than, you know, a goal or two, an assist yeah. or two over the next 12. I think he's just going to trickle away returns. I think there's an opportunity to make a sideways move to someone like Snodgrass who could return more. And I think Bournemouth's fixtures win, I think their last 8, 9, 10 games of the season is when it picks up again. Yeah. But, like, not really until game week that. 29 or 30 so I think I'm with you I'm there's with a 10 you. game period there where I'm until like March or something like that I think you, you don't need to have them if I had Wilson I think I'd be more prone to more likely to keep Wilson well if you than, kept him uh, through this whole fucking injury you definitely would yeah, be yeah. looking to get rid of him I'll, you know, I was going to say before Brighton but seeing that he started tonight you might feel like that he's not going to start the yeah, weekend yeah. well look we'll see how that goes I think I'd mirror your thoughts there in terms of Bournemouth not being it uh, shouldn't be much of a focal point for anyone right now, I think, in terms of their form and their fixtures. They do have a nice one this week, but followed by Spurs and Man United away, and we'll see what that brings for them. Um, you were speaking about Wolves there. I was. Wolves are playing the first game week of this game week. They game are. Game they're playing. Uh, 18. Worth noting for everyone out there, that's a Friday, motherfucker. Yeah, All it's right? a Friday kickoff. So, 7pm deadline that day. Don't be getting up early Saturday morning having a fucking, you know, an old yawn and a wank and going, I'll do my FPL team now. No, have your team done on Friday beforehand. That's the way yeah. to get this shit done. Uh, yep, they are. Uh, Wolves Liverpool. Nah, I'm just, now all I'm fucking doing is thinking about Salah. <laughs> I wasn't even considering getting rid of Salah. And I'm going, well, I don't want to get rid of Lacazette this week, so maybe I will just go Salah to Hazard. Well, that, uh, ah. that, that Wolves game, I think, is going to be... Like, Wolves, okay, yeah, they lost to Spurs 3-2, mm-hmm. and they went 3-0 down, but they came back and they got two goals. Um, against Man City, they got a draw, didn't they? One all. They did, yeah. And they've proved difficult to beat when they've played the top teams so far this season. I couldn't recall the other results off the top of my head. I think it, Liver- I think the Arsenal game was tight as well. Liverpool haven't been putting every fucking team to the sword. We've seen nope. them against Chris Palace. We've seen them against Huddersfield. We've seen them against most teams that weren't Man United. Uh, you know where they kind of struggled to. Not they didn't look like in desperate situation of losing, but they didn't look like they were going to break. You know, score a shit ton of goals. They eventually get their one nil, and then often scoring the counter when the team is looking to you know and Wolves are back on it they've won three in a row now yeah yeah. so I won't be too you know and they're at home or Wolves yeah yeah no it'll be interesting Um, what other fixtures next week are you looking at James catches I think the biggest thing we've kind of already talked about it but the Man United or the Man United Cardiff match that's going to be I think all eyes are going to be on that like I don't want to go too much into game week uh, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, I think the Man United uh, Cardiff match bet- between the new manager and that's the evening that's, kickoff. Yeah, yeah, everyone's gonna want to see that and see yeah. how United play. If United's like absolutely fucking hockey Cardiff next week, if they give him a spank, can yeah. you imagine the bandwagons that are gonna come up out of it? Yeah, and I'll be leading that bandwagon charge with my wildcard probably game week nineteen. Then yeah, well, and but I won't have much time to to activate. I've only got like two days to. I warned to make you. This happened to me last year. I warned you not to do it. I don't really uh, care. I'm not looking for yeah. the price rises and exactly. stuff like that. I just want to get a good set team. And your excuse for not wildcard isn't sheer stubbornness. It's I've been doing really well and I don't need to fucking wildcard. So exactly. what more do you want? And I'd probably only end up making about four or five changes. And in not those like f- eight or nine. In those four or five changes, are you going to be considering any of Watford or Cardiff? Watford beat Cardiff three two this week. Um. No, I, I do have a mark down here that from game week 19 onwards, Cardiff have uh, some really nice fixtures. Um, but who so are the... I mean... Cardiff Patterson. The, he's, again, a sideways move. If I want to make him my fifth midfielder, um, I am thinking when I use my wild card, I'm going to like I'm gonna have five playable midfielders. I'm going to make possibly either three, six or seven million pound strikers. Yeah. Or I'm gonna have like a premium striker and a cheapy, well, like a like a four point like five for a, a camera and a, and a four point five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I might go like you know Aubameyang and I go down to camera, camera seemed- or something like that, and then he'll just be my bench player yeah. because I mean Stevens is holding that role anyway he never plays and I never have to rely on him so I might as well just make it Kamara because I think there's more value in midfield that makes sense that does make sense uh, before we move on from the Watford game Holabas get another fucking goal 
uh, this uh, season. He's got a nice few to yeah. to his uh, tally now. Glenn got him in this week. Did he? Yeah, he got him in. He got a goal, and it looked like at one stage when they were three 0 up, that yeah. Glenn was going to get like fifteen points for him. But then uh, they went away and just conceded two. Fair enough. Quick, he still uh, quick fire goals against Cardiff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. actually, talk about Glenn. Sorry to just mention it for a second. Do you see uh, the stat? Should he never be sorry. Do you see the stat he posted about uh, me earlier? No, put it in the group chat. No. So uh, I block Glenn from all of yeah, this. He uh, he pointed out that basically my score at the moment, um, for the season, uh, one thousand and seventy points oh, is saw. only nine yes. points off the kind of not the dream team. I think the the overall is it the dream team? Yeah, the season dream team. Yeah, where uh, all the uh, star players. I'm only that's one oh seven nine. I'm only nine points off that. So, but all that matters is how much you're off of the top. Of Cheers, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that little perk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really needed that uh, to, you know, lift you up from your uh. your dour uh, season so far. Uh, there's not a whole lot left to talk about from game week 18. The Huddersfield Newcastle match. Newcastle beat them one nil. Uh, another return for Rondon this week. Yeah, which he, somebody I was look, I was considering here. Yeah, um, it's hard to not talk about him. He's gotten like fucking attacking returns and like three of. Like three out of the last, last three. three games, yeah. yeah, which is fucking insane. Uh, he, I think he's a personal favorite of yours, Seamus. I think it's well. It's it does make me think that um, he's uh, an option. Well, to be honest, I, I take it back. I, I was starting <laughs> to say like he might be a good option. I think he's proven that he could be an option over the season, but their fixtures after this night they have a nice game against Fulham, mm. but after this week, turned to absolute dog muck. It's just don't. <laughs> Don't go for it. I mean, they've got like four. Uh, well, I don't know if they've got four. They've got like, like Fulham this week, and then they have Liverpool, Man United, and Chelsea all in the following four. Like Watford's sandwiched in between Liverpool and Man United. No, I'm with you. Newcastle had a lovely run of fixtures coming out of their disgusting start. And if you haven't jumped on them for that, why would you be jumping on it's, them? It's now? rotating back yeah. to those fixtures they had at the start of the season. So, um, yeah. Look. And I'm sorry for Huddersfield fans, but there's absolutely fuck all worth mentioning there. Uh, the only thing I'd even be looking at from Huddersfield is if you were looking for a cheap defender or something like that to kind of, you know, shake it up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I was thinking of Schindler uh, last week. I thought it might be a good option. And he still could be. They have lovely fixtures coming up after. Okay, they have Southampton at home. Yeah. Uh, Man United away is going to be tough, especially with the new manager. You hope there might be a bit of a manager bounce. But then, like, Fulham away, Burnley at home, Cardiff away. They're good. I just can't really recommend anyone I don't really like them for clean sheets. That's the thing. Uh, I do think they're a nice, solid uh, team. Uh, but... Don't really fancy him for goals or clean sheets. They will keep the odd, the odd clean sheet here and yeah, there. But with Moy out, Moy is out injured now to like February or something like that. So with him out, you don't know how they're going to perform, and their strikers aren't scoring. So I don't know where you go to for points for them. Well, maybe uh, another maybe their keeper. Yeah, possibly. But another fucking team whose uh, strikers aren't scoring is Crystal Palace. They did win, however, this week one nil. Yeah. Um, clean goal. sheet for Wan Bissaka. Yeah, was a nice. Who scored? Uh, Milajevic. Oh, okay. Sorry, whose name I suddenly now now know how to pronounce. <laughs> Loose. I'll give you that one. I don't know if that's exactly how you'd say it. I think it is. But Milajevic. Um, I, I don't ask me to pronounce you it again because I'll just mess it, it up yeah. if I try it a second time. So I'm just going to take that as a win and okay. move on. Okay. But uh, no, he scored a he scored a lovely goal and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got like some, like four goals now for season. Yeah, so he's, he's tipping away, but he's a bit pricey. He's a bit pricey after his fucking you know heroics last heroics year. last year and from the penalty spot. Uh, he's uh, he he flew up in price this year and well Zaha will be nah. back this week now again Zaha was suspended for the last game so he should be back now and they uh, they have a nice game this week don't they they do Crystal Palace are oh, no, a lovely game a lovely <laughs> game they're a w- they're a fucking way to Man City I was looking so. at game of nineteen <laughs> <laughs> no no Crystal Palace are absolutely you know the worst I, the worst fixture you can have away to Man City yeah away to Man City this week so not like we'll be advising any you know massive investments in the in the Crystal Palace rankings no um, no no. But I think that about covers all of game week uh, 17. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through all the ups and downs. We've mentioned our hazards. We've we've discussed Richarlison's and to have not and have and all this bullshit. Yeah. I think, does this bring us on to our differentials and our picks for how we got on last week? And who yeah. We did yeah, pick. We, we might as well it. talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through those there now, okay? Um do it <clears throat> you have told me before we started recording this podcast and it's absolutely cheered me up because I'm in tremendous pain right now Seamus both you know spiritually and physically I beat you again yeah now so put that into context in case they think I'm beating you here you just pulled your back or I something I just pulled, uh, pulled a muscle or something but yeah no I did I, everything's restored back to normality uh, I have once again shown you how it's done 
mm-hmm. and I put you to the sword. I don't know how many other ways I can say it, uh, but what did I get last week, Seamus? Uh, yeah, so our picks from Game Week 18. Um, game Week 17, I believe. Uh, game Week 17. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had first pick and I went with Kane. Mm-hmm. Five points. You Your pick then was Sterling. So, boom. So, you're winning 6-5 at the moment. First uh, blood to Jer. My next pick then uh, was Aubameyang, who I was sure was going to do bits against Southampton. Did not... Uh, and you picked Ericsson who came off the bench and which I knew scored. he would do yeah. I knew he would come off with a bit of a rest and slightly you know in fact both of your players didn't start and both of mine did yeah that, that should have been a nailed on win for me well it wasn't I'm yeah sure so you got 13 you got 13 points off the bench and I got 7 points from starters uh, fair in enough easy, in easy fixtures so oh well not so easy it turns out and uh, yeah so that's, we, that's a win for you yeah um then on the differential picks oh yes yeah you went for Hernandez for the second week in a row two weeks in a row yeah and he delivered two weeks week in a row yeah you uh, you chose uh, Hernandez five points he got an assist flicked on uh, Philippe Anderson's cross uh, that beat Sherla from the same game who got two points and Fulham looked absolutely dreadful so yeah so you wonder that was just a bad pick how are you even where you are is what I think to myself because I'm not actually picking Sherla in my own team he's a, he's a differential <laughs> pick and uh, for a reason oh, fair enough, fair yeah. enough so this week coming on to game week 18 I believe it was my turn to go first yes and I started off the week by going with Sané yeah who I'm already considering captain for my own team yeah uh, I thought why the fuck not he hasn't played he got a nice little rest in the cup yeah I'm picking Sané who's your first pick uh, my first pick is my probable captain this week as well so it's going to be an all city affair I think um I put a poll up on the page today How'd it go? Um, to say to see who is the best um, captain option this week and a they, captain poll yeah an old captain poll huh. first I said who's the best midfielder to captain here and um, Sterling Sané ran away with it with 80% of the votes mm-hmm. over about a, so far as about 140 people have voted on that so everyone says those are one of those two are a better option over yeah. Hazard uh, Son or um, over Salah no brainer yeah. I think picking so, City yeah. yeah. so then I made put it to the people again I said okay so who's the better option Salah or sorry Sterling uh, Son Kane or Aubameyang yeah. and uh, so far it seems to be mostly Sterling and uh, a lot of votes for Salah uh, Sané as well so yeah those are going to go up up against it in our on our head to heads this week Um, you then picked Hazard as your second option as my second pick for this week mm-hmm. oh see I was already thinking him yeah, yeah. no Hazard I think uh, at home to Leicester so should be should be good for points so I'm going with Hazard and Sané Sané this and week and I picked my second pick is Aubameyang alright so you're going with Aubameyang so like Aubameyang as I said should well I don't know This I picked this before <laughs> I saw the starting line up here this evening so you I don't, can't change it well, it's we locked know, in we know Aubameyang can do bits off the bench so. he can and Lacazette as you would know from last week yeah yeah. so anyway Fair so enough. who's because, our differentials for this week Chance? so I got first pick on the differential pick and I've uh, I stuck with Snodgrass who's um somebody who's been doing bits for you so I mean best case scenario he does nothing and, uh, <laughs> and it's win win and I lose you, so, yeah. and uh, yeah <laughs> fair enough I wish I'd talk like that I went with a slightly cheeky one because he's still underneath the percentage and I'm just kind of you know I'm putting some kind of is he mm, on? yeah he is. he is I checked uh, but basically I'm picking Lukaku I'm just going to go with this fairy tale narrative that United come out of the blocks at the weekend and absolutely fucking destroy Cardiff and everyone's praising uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for yeah it's a risky one because we don't know if he'll start or not you assume he would but who knows Um, we're going to skip the game week 19 ones though yeah yeah we won't do them now because they're they're just a little bit relevant but we'll pick them we'll pick them before game week 19 and we'll announce them or we could pick them after game week 19 and they'd never know yeah we could do that they'd never know yeah so I mean (laughs) the way I would look at it just to go back so those are our picks but just to go back on the fixtures I want to just do a quick roundup of the fixtures I feel are the ones that you need to be kind of looking at over the next two because the game is going to come quick and fast. So by the time you've listened to this podcast, um, you know, Game Week 19 is going to be on you straight away. So the best fixtures I... And you can tell me what you think of this. I will. Okay. Uh, I think of the best uh, fixtures over the next two game weeks, just looking two game weeks at a time, uh, I think Man City have the best with Crystal Palace at home in Game Week 18 and then Leicester. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, I've ranked Man United, Cardiff away and Huddersfield away. And generally, the only reason I'm putting City ahead of those is because City are City. And you know there's going to be a lot of goals in those squares. We don't know what Man United are going to be like. 
Then Chelsea, uh, I think they're the next best. They play Leicester at home in game week 18 and are away to Watford. So that's why you're looking at Hazard. Yeah, and that I makes can, sense. You know, and I, I can't jump off Alonso when those fixtures are looking like that. I'm sorry. Um, the fourth best, I think, then are Arsenal at home to Burnley and away to Brighton. You know, uh, over 18 and 19. Then you're talking about Liverpool, Wolves and Newcastle and uh, Tottenham, Everton and Bournemouth. Of all the other teams, there are some to avoid, uh, but there's some with some decent fixtures. Fulham, Newcastle at home in game week 18, and Wolves away in game week 19. Southampton, with Danny Ings, like you were mentioning. Huddersfield at home, West Ham away. And then uh, West Ham, or Watford at home this week, Southampton away. Any of those you disagree with? or? No, I mean, I would maybe disagree with the rankings uh, yeah. a little bit, but that's just little things. I think... Uh, Chelsea probably have a nicer set of fixtures than City, but just that's kind of you know six to one half dozen of the other as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. I'd probably be looking at Chelsea a bit more than City. In terms of game week eighteen nineteen, no, I think United are going to basically leave this up in the air. In terms of like shocks, because they could change the length, change things a little bit, or at least get people thinking a little bit outside it. Other than that, I can't see any massive, you know, like I can't see us coming back here after Christmas and sitting down and going Jesus I didn't think I'd be talking about this player in my team no do you know it's right. going to be the same uh, kind of gist of it Liverpool Chelsea City all of this in some way shape or form You're right uh, I would like to see us talking a bit more about United because I definitely want just I just want things yeah. to shake up 100% you know? agree I would love that now if we if they actually were real options again and I think I think as close as next um, next podcast we could definitely could be talking about that we have left have two games under our belts then yeah. that we can assess and we can say okay well these people are or are not an option the one thing that we can't see over the two game weeks uh, but we can tell you to expect is rotation yeah. there will be players who just won't play both games if you could give one bit of advice to uh, an FBM manager this festive season what would it be just like don't even think about it too much like what's the main thing that comes into your head when it comes to festive plan your transfers that's I mean I, I look I was going to say okay have a playing bench and have people who could come off the bench and that's a really important one but I think enough people stress that yeah that I'm just going to ignore that and I'm going to say plan your transfers okay um, you should be thinking one two game three game weeks ahead and know what you're going to do so don't just jump from bandwagon to bandwagon and taking hits and stuff like that know what you're going to do in game week 19 this is why we're going through these now um, you should make your transfers with a plan for the next two to three game weeks Unless you completely balls it up, which I've done before. <laughs> I got Kane in in game week eight and took him out immediately. Yeah. Um, you right. should be getting him in and sticking with him. This is why I haven't taken a bombing out after a couple of blanks. Um, he still has time to reward me. If I take him out and he does the business against Burnley, I'm going to feel like a prize idiot. So he's going to get a bit more time. And then if he doesn't do anything after three or four weeks, then you're out. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm glad that you shot down the answer I was going to give before I even, you know, before you even finished yours. <laughs> I would say with the whole... Uh, just have a playing fucking bench I'm going to go with the easy one uh, I think it's important over the Christmas period to not to worry too much about your transfers uh, to, because this shit happens quick and fucking fast so you could be trying to go oh I'm going to bring in uh, such and such for game week 20 and all of a sudden Richarlison breaks his fucking leg do you know or well, like, it's just I, like I can't cope with that we're not all sitting on yeah. a fucking wild card like you Seamus no no that's true I just <laughs> think uh, I kind of I, I think deep in my soul I knew that you were going to give that advice anyway so I think I was yeah. happy to let you and go to, first to subtly shut it down just, before. yeah exactly you're getting a bit too confident get, the, the closer you're getting to me the more vocal you're becoming in our, in our messages in our exchanges oh, and group and chats and stuff I thought like you meant that. physically so the, the, uh, yeah. the confidence is coming back I'm seeing a bit of the, bit of older yeah um, well I think Alger is older right now but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no yeah. I'm with you uh, I am definitely feeling a bit more of it now I think last week uh, poked up my spirits but it's not like a good red fucking arrow to you know bring you back down to reality ah, so, close to a gray, so close to a grey so close to a grey so close to it oh, yeah. 20 points off you could have got I, I mean I'm going to go as far as one point now. more would have been a green arrow well, there, you go. there you go I'm going to go as far as to say that so you couldn't have got a grey arrow if you wanted to I don't think I could have. Yeah. It's not a, you can't get a grey arrow. Every, you can't get a grey arrow. Obviously, every week. it depends on who's in and around you. Well, I Fair assume enough. one point more would have been a green arrow. Maybe it would have been a grey, but it certainly would have been red. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's about getting us prepped up. Um, I will say, like we kind of touched on it there a while ago. 
We're not going to be recording the podcast in between game week 18 and 19. There's just too fucking much going on. And I'm sure you cunts aren't going to listen to that podcast between game week 18 and 19. So we're not going to feel too guilty about it. But we will be back here. I think we'll be recording on the last day of game week 19. Yeah, so we have 27. a plan. Yeah, we have a plan. I think we're going to start recording maybe the 27th. Or at the very worst case scenario, it'll be out in your ears on the 28th uh, yeah. bright and early so you can have now listen to that before we go on to before you you know make your changes for game week 20 um, before we wrap up I would like to say a special thanks to the FPL general this week he's a hauntingly familiar face in the Twitter world and in FPL all over the place so uh, to actually see our names mentioned by someone who uh, we've been looking at for years and in, in many different fucking ways, be it on forums or, or FBL shows or YouTube streams, whatever way that is, yeah. to see our names mentioned by him, that was a massive fucking uh, achievement for me anyway. And I think I'm feel yeah, the same yeah, for you too. He was looking for um, a scoutcast to listen to, podcast. Uh, or a podcast, excuse me, to listen to. So the other my motherfucker scoutcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's he's on it yeah. sometimes, you know, and mm. meet the manager and things like this. So this is a very experienced guy. Um, Real pedigree. Got like fifty thousand followers on Twitter, and that really made our week. Yeah, and made our festive season. Yeah. So I just said, uh, you, you're looking for a pod to listen to. Here you go. You um, don't need to tell him how you did it, Shane. Yeah, don't but, give him all advice on how to do it. Jeez. But uh, I'm glad he gave us a bit, gave us a thumbs up and seal of approval, which was really nice, and uh, sent that out to people. And we got a massive jump in uh, the amount of listens. Huge, huge. One. We got it's not hundreds spike. of extra <laughs> listens that we normally would get, which uh, we really appreciate. So thank you, Mark, for for that. And we have the merch ready with FPL General approved uh, at yeah, the bottom t- of all of it. I hope he's known that by communicating with us he's he's basically agreed to that yeah he's uh, yeah that's a digital that's signature a digital signature uh, we thank him for that yeah. and I think we'll wrap it up there um, I'm going to say goodnight Seamus are you going to say goodnight or are you going to hang around here for a few more hours and just talk shite no I got to get out of here it's a miserable night uh, but I got to go for an odd jog in this rain at some stage All right, well, um, we'll, we'll but I will say goodnight and enjoy your game week guys and I hope game week 18 is only surpassed by game week 19 but uh, if anyone does want to reach out to us we're at uh, FPL Hangover on Twitter you can also send us one of those old timey emails on FPLHangover at gmail.com an electronic letter an electronic letter in our electronic mailbox uh, yeah so I'm going to say goodnight Seamus has already said goodnight um, that's it for me yeah that's it for me make sure to follow me as well on at FPL Drunk and you can also send us an email at FPL Hangover at gmail.com yeah no fair enough alright All right, guys have a good weekend may your hours be green and God bless